On this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green is a mature tabletop RPG that tackles various dark and unsettling themes and topics that some listeners may find traumatizing, harmful, or generally uncomfortable. Listener discretion is advised. February 12th, 2020, and Agent Snail, you receive a phone call from an unlisted number. What do you do? I pick up the phone, and I go, hello? Hello, uh, may I ask who I'm speaking to? Uh, this is David. I need a last name, David. You're, you may be the recipient of an all-expense-paid uh, trip to um, Missouri to check out some casinos or something like that. Okay. Um... You're calling me, though, so you should probably have my last name already. Yes, we need to confirm your last name, though, so that we can uh, uh, make sure it's you. We've um, had a couple people pretend to be so-and-so and and steal the stuff in the past, so uh, just need confirmation you are who you are. Okay. Last name's August. Got it. David August. Uh, Yes, you have won an all-expense-paid trip to um, Missouri. It leaves... Tomorrow morning, um, if you cannot make that, please let us know right now so we can find a uh, replacement for you for this um, opportunity. But uh, we would um, highly recommend that you uh, take that. Um, It's out of our hands. Unfortunately, we can't reschedule this for you or anything like that. But uh, you were selected from a very specific pool of applicants and... uh, Partially based on proximity to a situation unfolding. Not not a situation, but an event. We think this could be a fun kind of thing for you. Um, I, I, I should have asked, sorry. Is now a good time for us to have a conversation about this? I, I, I feel bad if I was interrupting you doing anything. Uh, we, we have you located near Missouri. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually am close to Missouri. How do you know that? Uh, well, uh, sir, I... I, I Cell phone data being what it is and whatnot. Um, apologies, are we calling in the middle of something by accident? Uh, no, no, you, you, I'm I'm fine right now. Uh, what has taken you to the fine location of near Missouri? Uh, I'm actually uh, looking to possibly move out here, so I just wanted to check out the area. Oh, excellent! So uh, ducking away for a day or so would not be disruptive to any plans that might um cause other people to investigate your whereabouts correct uh, no i was planning to be out here anyway so excellent excellent so um if you are open to uh having some fun in missouri we will send those plane tickets over to you immediately i don't, I don't think you have to arrange for your own transit to the airport tomorrow uh, uh that being said there's a special presentation in um, a conference room at lambert airport in uh st louis missouri uh, it's the tsa conference room or There'll be some signs. Sorry about finding there. It's, it's, I don't want to call it kind of a timeshare type situation, but um, it may feel like that. Uh, the, the trip is free, obviously, but we wanted to extend this very generous offer to you if you're interested. Are you? Yeah, I, I'm interested. Why not? Excellent. Excellent. I will send that information over immediately. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Hangs up. A little blip on your phone as plane tickets arrive in your inbox. I look at the uh, the immediate res- retrieval of the tickets and I go, okay. And then uh, I start getting my stuff gathered and ready to go. Where are you exactly? What, what are you doing that's actually placed you near the state of Missouri? He's actually looking to possibly move out there. All right. Change of scenery. Out there with a family or anything like that or just out there by your lonesome? By lonesome. Yeah, fair enough. Agent Sanguine, your phone rings. Hello, Dr. Mueller speaking. Ah, uh, yes, Dr. Mueller. Uh, this is, um, we hate to bother you, but our, our records indicate that you are um, near the Missouri area. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. I'm here in St. Louis for a uh, surgeon's conference. Who is this calling? Uh, I, I, I apologize. I should have introduced myself. This is... Um, I represent FEMA. There's a bit of an incident that has occurred in the uh, town, city, whatever the right naming for it is, in uh, 
LaFontaine, Missouri, and we have you as uh, at this conference. And uh, given your specialities, it was uh, brought to our attention that you might be um, of a good fit for the uh, incident we were dealing with right now. As as someone located in Missouri, you know they've had a, a slew of um, truly horrific snowstorms. Missouri's no stranger to snow, I'm aware, but uh, a, a National Guard type of event, if you will, with snowstorms happening in that area. And uh, maybe you weren't aware of that. Apologies if you weren't. But uh, yes, we're sending uh, FEMA's assembling a team to go in and do the FEMA thing, if you will. And uh, we were looking through some files and found that you were in the local area. And I apologize if this is inconvenient, but you would be doing us a great service if you could uh, make yourself available to accompany this. Um, expedition into town to assist the local population with their needs and assessment and you know that type of stuff hold up i'm just a little confused i'm i'm a plastic surgeon what would oh oh this is you're one of my you're one of my clientels that has the uh delta insurance care plan yes uh, yes dr uh, yes dr Mueller. that is indeed Uh. Correct. I, I am. We are. That, that is how we got a hold of you through the um, Delta Insurance system. Yes. Yes. Um. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thankfully, I'm not speaking at any of these panels. But otherwise, La Fontaine, you said. Uh yes, but um, we actually uh, since you're, you're lucky enough to be in St. Louis right now. The um, there is a meeting tomorrow night at eleven forty-five at the St. Louis airport for um, coordination of the expedition into town. Uh, it's being handled by um, here's some flipping of papers. Oh, they'll they'll be there. There'll be some signs directing you. But uh, one of the TSA conference room eleven forty-five St. Louis airport. Uh, we'll make arrangements that will let you get through. Or um, is it possible that you could change your flight back to be leaving? tomorrow at some point so we don't have to kind of pull strings on our end to get you access no yeah i i can easily get that i could easily get that excellent excellent thank you and, apologies. My rooms and everything else like that apologies for the inconvenience but uh we wouldn't be calling you if there wasn't a uh truly potentially horrific situation unfolding understood well i have to go Shopping, I guess. I will expect uh, further details in some emails or other contacts. We will send relevant information your way. Uh, given the transportation limitations of the situation, we understand your impulse to um, stock up, but we will attempt to supply some supplies for you but given the uh limited storage space of our transports um we would not recommend ex- uh, incurring any extra costs at this moment Copy. excellent uh, uh, thank you for your understanding dr mueller and uh, uh, uh good luck you have a good one thank you so much um i'll see you at your next appointment Agent Star, your phone rings. Uh, I'll pick it up, and I say, this is Baker. Uh, yes, um, you hear some flipping of notes. Um, uh, Mr. Baker, I, I, I'm sorry, our, our files here are a little bit iffy on this one. Uh, well, what's the correct honorific in this case? Uh, Mr. Baker's fine. Mr. Baker, uh, the, um, I, I apologies for interrupting you, but... Um, uh, we have on record that you are currently in the uh, vague vicinity of um, Missouri. Is that correct? Who's asking? Uh, a, a group of um, uh, an, or an organization, if you will, of uh, individuals who have uh, flagged a situation developing in a um, a northern town in the state in the state of Missouri that uh, requires a um, uh, immediate interest, if you will. Uh, it's a bit of an unknown, a potentially hazard. There's a, uh, one might say, apocalyptic weather event uh, unfolding as part of it, which uh, complicates the situation, and uh, hence our call to you. I got it. What do you need from me? Uh, we, we just require a presence there. Uh, specifically, we need you to arrive at um, no later than 11.45 p.m. at the uh, 
Lambert Airport in St. Louis and uh, attend a briefing. There is a um, a event unfolding that uh, we think you would be a um, good fit for in this case. All right. I'm already in St. Louis. I'm on vacation, so I got to smooth some things over before I head out. I, we apologize for the inconvenience. Um, if there is anything we can do to uh, provide a smokescreen, if you will, uh, we were assuming based on that. Are you on vacation alone or are you there with family? Uh, I'm here with my brother and sister, but uh, no, it's fine. I'll handle it. Excellent. Excellent. Um, understood. Uh, we, uh, well, not us, but uh, we, we look for uh, someone will look forward to making your acquaintance tomorrow night. Thank you. Is that all? And they hang up. Right. You all kind of collectively have a day to collect yourself, get the St. Lucie not already there, get around, et cetera, et cetera. What do you do with that time? I'm going to go check in with my uh, mom and dad. And uh, yeah. Well, during this time, I will be getting a haircut and a dye job, as well as revamping clothing, just because I came here as a convention attendee so there is probably going to be some people who could probably recognize me sure and at this point in time i'm gonna have to fucking cancel my goddamn hotel arrange a flight back make having to run some emergency or whatever the hell make it seem as if i'm traveling back to uh san diego and then whatever the heck so yeah covering my tracks and getting prepped for today makes sense I am, I'm going to spend the day with my brother and sister, and uh, I'm going to tell them that uh, I, I've i just been flagged that there's a mandatory uh, single-day conference that I need to drive up to, but uh, I should be back in a day or two. Got a call from the home office. Excellent. So how does everyone arrive at Lambert Airport? Is it kind of... I know one of you kind of canceled the flight, or you're trying to get on a flight, or you're just driving up and trying to kind of get through security. Like, what's the, I guess, what's your approach through all of this? Baker or Agent Star uh, drove to St. Louis with their siblings, so uh, he's just going to take uh, his vehicle. Sure. I'm going to have my, uh, my family drop me off, make it really easy. Fair enough. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't want to waste my alibi of like, being at a conference, I'm probably going to just keep everything or whatever the heck, but extend my stay sure. um, and kind of call my wife to tell her that I will be getting back on time um, just because something came up with like some contacts or whatever the heck. But otherwise, I will probably be popping out of a cab at the airport getting to where Excellent. Yeah, so navigating the airport's not hard. Making your way to the TSA conference room maybe raises a couple questions, but they seem to accept your answer that pretty quickly. And you eventually are kind of directed to a very bare bones, very straightforward conference room with a tired man inside. He's starting to bald. You'd guess he's probably about his 50s or so. He's got a bit of a paunch going on. He's got those deep circles under his eyes. Uh, everyone give me an int check. If you recognize them. 51% success. 6 out of 55, success. 95 out of 45, failure. Makes sense that Agent Starter maybe doesn't recognize him off the bat, but the other two of you recognize him almost immediately as Department of Homeland Security Special Agent Patrick Hill. Maybe you've worked together in the past. Maybe you've just kind of seen him in passing. He's a known figure within your circles, hypothetically. He kind of looks up from his spot at the table at you as you enter, and he goes, oh, thank God you're here. Um, I told the group we needed a, a group ASAP, and I wasn't quite sure they were going to pull together. Uh, apologies if we work together. I'm running on multiple days on no sleep. Uh, what type of team did our... Uh, uh, what, type of gr- what type of group did they pull together for me? Name Star. Agent Star, I'm uh, Kennedy Emergency Response Team, SWAT, that kind of stuff. 
Kind of raises an eyebrow at this. Oh, damn, they got me a hitter. Uh, looks at Agent Snail and Agent Sanguine. You don't really look the kicking indoors type. Um, no, I don't need to put that much muscle mass on me, um, as you can tell. Peak physique, but nonetheless, uh, not so much as the violent type. Agent Sanguine, uh, you have a doctor on your team. Classic surgeon, but nonetheless, I could revive anybody you need. Uh, doctor's a doctor. Last time I checked, you all have the licensing and whatnot. And hey, a surgeon's always good to have around. That leaves, that leaves you. Uh, what do you look like, Agent Snail? Pretty young dude, American. He's got a uh, blonde hair, brown eyes, about average height. So not really. Uh, obviously, he's not much of a. Uh, Definitely not looking like a hitter, but kind of a a thinner frame, if you will. Okay, looks at you like so that that leaves um, all American here, I guess. Uh, uh, what do you do? Uh, I am a postal inspector, and you can uh, you can call me Agent Snail. Well, shit, that's a new one. Okay. Um, yeah, so we have a uh, bit of a um, uh, situation unfolding in LaFontaine, or um, we may have a situation unfolding in LaFontaine. We're, we're not really sure what's going on in LaFontaine. Um, hence, well, kind of gestures around uh, this. Um, you're all too young to kind of know about the group's history and such things, but uh, um, our, our little... Uh, organization has been maintaining a storage unit in LaFontaine since uh, the, the, the 90s, give or take. It's located at Earl's Rent-A-Space, Unit 0171, and uh, or as uh, you're probably more used to the delineation on such things, um, GB224. Up until recently, it had a uh, local friendly that uh, worked at the LaFontaine City Utilities that kept an eye on it for us. Um, you all know what friendlies are, right? You've worked with them before? Yeah, we've worked with a couple friendly. I, at least I have. Excuse me. That saves me some explaining. But yeah, so um, he is under the impression that this is some type of CIA document storage facility thing or something for long-term storage. It, the, the cover wasn't great for it, but, uh, you know, kind of best covers don't have uh, a lot of details in some ways. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. But, yeah, he, uh, no idea. He's in, barely affiliated with our little group, uh, barely knows what the fuck he's watching. Not just ever actually been in it kind of thing. Things The whole thing is rigged up with a silent alarm that, uh, if someone were to break into it or something, we'd get a little notification about it and we'd know about it. So um a couple nights back now, the um alarm went off indicating a breach. And uh uh shortly after that, phone lines, cell towers, all that jazz went down in the area, courtesy of this big fuck off storm that rolled in. As best we could tell, based off how the alarm works. All indications seem to indicate that the door to GB224 has been open for nearly a week at this point, and we don't know what that means or what was inside the green box, for that matter. And, uh, yeah, that brings us to what we're doing here. Um, any questions so far? Uh, none at this time, no. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, yeah, FEMA's finally gotten organized, and we have arranged to um, cover as members of the uh, FEMA oversight group riding in with the National Guard for this relief convoy that's going in to deal with this. Uh, maybe you haven't been paying attention, but, like, once in a century, super storm hit the area, ice, snow, thunder, lightning, all at the same time, just, like, God's mad at you type of weather out there. It's it's absolutely insane, as best I, I can tell. Uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of cold conditions, but yeah, this is... You would want to be outside, as best I can tell. Like, wrecked parts of the town, people are without power, heat, utilities are in shambles, 
cell phones, radio towers, all that stuff in the area are all kind of fucky right now. Um, but yeah, we've arranged for you to spots on this convoy. I'll be honest with you. The, uh, the, the cover is a, uh, little thin, so work to maintain it. Uh, obviously do what you got to, but, um, try and avoid having anyone pull at it anyway, cause it's going to disintegrate real goddamn quick. Copy that. Once you're in La Fontaine, we have arranged for some um, office space at the City Utilities Company. Um, kind of under the guise of being part of the oversight group um, for FEMA. It's uh, again not perfect. Uh, again, try and work real hard to fly under the radar. Like, don't have people poking around. Like, the last thing we need is someone starting to peel back any of these uh, covers because it's. Uh, Turns out uh, people sneaking on to, co- uh, to FEMA convoys goes um, over about as well as you think it might. And, well, that many National Guard there would make extracting you a real problem. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, I think I forgot to mention this. Our, our local friendly is named uh, Skip Mills. We're partially sending you in to find him and figure out what the fuck he knows and uh, why the fuck we can't get a hold of him. and. Barring if you can't find him or if, um, whatever, go check out GB224 and inventory its contents. Um, if something appears to be stolen, fucking track it down, recover it as fast as you can, and, uh, fishes into his pocket and pulls out three phones and slides them across the table at you. Keep in contact, uh, you know the drill, um, burner to burner. Um, these all have a nice little pre programmed number, picks up enough phone out of his pocket and kind of shakes it. Uh, this will get to me. Um, you know the drill, though. No texting anything that under scrutiny would uh, draw attention. Um, little platitudes, little code words. Um, Hi, honey, I'm home. The bread appears to be missing or something like that. Little, you know, normal stuff for us in our little, uh, in our little group. So do you have like a manual then as to what you want us to do do we have a codex uh not totally sure what you know about the history of our little group but um i understand just kind of the confidentiality of it but oh no this is actually an this is an embarrassment on our part given the um some managerial changes that went down in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, we know we have this thing. We know it's there. We know it was being monitored. We knew skip existed, but we're not actually sure what was in it. Okay. Well, hence the concern. Um, I'm not sure how unlucky you've been in our work so far, but, uh, I'm assuming all of you have been in a green box before that uh, had something inside of it that you wouldn't want just kind of out there in random hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the concern right now. And between the weather and the fact that there's a fucking green box that's door open in an apocalyptic situation, we're not saying we're maybe suspecting the two are linked, but kind of shrugs awkwardly. Yep, you, you never know with these types of things, but that that's speculation on my part. Um, yeah. All right, so how far away is this uh, green box? Oh, you'll have to ride in with FEMA. Like, there's no driving into town for this one. You, the, the cover starts now. Part of why we're meeting at this godforsaken hour of the night is uh, we got to get you down and hooked up with the group and uh, on a convoy and uh, moving bright and early at 5 a.m. I'm glad that I picked up some extra change of clothes. Uh, What are we going to be expecting when we kind of get there? Because if we can't exactly flex too much with that uh, FEMA cover, I would like to still get my hands on some medical equipment, or at least just some medical supplies. That we can help you out with. It's it's FEMA after all. They'll, they'll, They'll have some medical shit with them. Um, all we can confirm that you can expect is uh, temperatures sitting around, oh, I don't know, zero Celsius. Uh, 
think the most dramatic drop was that it dropped almost 17 degrees when the whole storm kicked off. Like I said, um, 100% humidity, thunderstorms, uh, coated everything. Uh, are, are you familiar with an ice storm by any chance? I've never experienced one, but how how bad is it? I mean, like, it snows, right, I guess? All right, so uh, to describe an ice storm as basically fuck you weather is being disingenuous. Rare is the wrong phrase, but uh, I wish it was rarer, I suppose, where it rains and then it flash freezes, basically. And as a result of that, a layer of ice gets formed on everything really goddamn quick. In this case, we're talking like four inch thick sheets of ice on roofs, cars, any surface water collected. In more extreme cases, occasionally trees will explode as the like sap inside of them flash freezes. Transformers short out and just fall off holes they're on to their posts. Cars get crushed by falling debris as part of this, but also makes the roads basically impossible to safely navigate. We're talking like highways of ice, parking lots that you can like start at one end, take a running start, and then slide the entire distance of it. Some places get them, and they're pretty normal, but like they're just uh, this one's bad enough that a uh, state of emergency has been declared, and uh, the conditions have only lightened up enough now after roughly about a week or so that we can get something to go in like emergency services have been held off this entire time for safety of you know turning emergency services into more emergency services gotcha i don't want to say like it's hell on earth but it's gonna be fucking cold and icy and a little bit miserable gotcha is like does that mean like the local Waffle House is closed. That's kind of bad. Have I keep pauses for a second? If they have power, they're probably serving only um, limited menu. But the reality is that a large percentage of the town just doesn't have power right now. So, gotcha. All right then. Yeah, I guess kind of a, a, a fun fact about ice storms: it's possible them to snap power cables because of the weight and kind of the flash freezing of the rubber and metal simultaneously. Real nasty stuff. Makes you understand why people live in places like Florida to get the fuck away from this shit. You're here. Well, then, I did not expect an ice storm, per se, so I may need another jack. I mean, it's probably mostly over. Like, maybe go buy something real warm real quick if you can, but, uh, well, we can arrange some of that stuff for you as well. Uh, this is FEMA after all. I'm sure there's a couple nice military grade warm jackets out there we can scrounge up as part of this. Uh, something about the doctor forgot his coat or something. Oh, ha ha. Hmm. Kind of like looks around you a little bit. Uh, now that I've um, done the appropriate amount of fear mongering, I guess. Uh, any further questions? Um, we do apologize for the kind of last minute slap dashness of this whole setup and whatnot. Um, you know, our group likes to, what's the right phrase? Um, be a little more organized about this type of thing. We send you into these types of situations, but, uh, time is, um, uh, of the essence and, uh, yeah. Sorry. Can we circle back around? Like you don't know what was in the green box. Is that correct? No, no idea. I, for all we know, it could be empty, and they just never took the alarm off of it, but that seems highly unlikely, and uh, we can't get a hold of our friendly, who in theory would be the first on the scene to check this out, based on how this works, so um, uh, I'm assuming FEMA isn't going to be giving us guns. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, maybe you can pilfer something off the National Guard if you're real sneaky or something, but... um consider this a situation where uh, martial law-esque might be declared for public safety and whatnot. Like, there's only a couple again, like I've said this a couple times, only parts of the town have power. Like, everyone's kind of in storm shelters and whatnot, trying to just ride this out until this can all get sorted. 
And then just so I can get the story straight with in my head as well. So the alarm was tripped off, obviously, with electricity. So this was happening before the ice storm. Sorry, what? So the alarm got tripped off. Therefore, there was electricity. The green box was emptied, or at least was alerted, before the ice storm? Call it during, part of. It's not really quite clear exactly what the time frame is, but... uh... Yeah, ice storm starts, give or take. Uh, alarm goes off. Can't get a hold of Skip. And based on, well, how calendars work, the alarm in theory has been on for a solid week at this point. Power got lost, so it's not 100% clear. But last I checked, uh, doors don't typically close themselves. And we have tried numerous times to get a hold of Skip. Gotcha. And then do we have Skip's last known whereabouts? Or at least, like, have you been tracking him as well? I mean, you were able to find out that we were in Missouri, so I would imagine you at least have a last known GPS location. It's like we have friendlies chipped, Agent. We're not that crazy. Uh, one would assume, kind of like slipping through some papers on his desk, um, based on our uh, paperwork, uh, Skip works for the power company, so one would assume, given all, you know, the bullshit going on, he would be probably dealing with that. But just raises the question of why he's not gotten back to us yet. Hmm. And then we have his uh, workplace address as well as home address and file, correct? Yeah. Phenomenal. LaFontaine City Utilities, they're probably going to drop you off there as part of this whole convoy thing because, you know, getting power back a big priority for this type of situation. Phenomenal. All right. Well, I believe I've asked all the questions that I have for now. So apparently we have a early domestic flight. Are we going to be... Oh, you're not flying. We're not You're flying. taking a truck. Oh. Okay. Well, I've never driven an ice, so that's going to be somebody else's job. Don't worry. Hopefully, the uh, National Guard can handle the driving parts of it for you. But uh, yeah, you're um, sorry. I should have been more clear on this, I suppose. We're going to tuck you in as part of this whole uh, relief convoy they're sending in. A couple trucks, a bunch of National Guard, a whole lot of cold ass weather. Do we have any stuff as far as like photos and whatnot of the area? Like, just that we can look at. I mean, it's going to be a drive. I'd like to take a look at some stuff. There's anything you guys have collected so far, or is it? Are we just going in fresh? Going in fresh. Sorry, it's not exactly a lot of time to uh, prepare for this in a major way. Uh, uh, there's a college there. There's a bunch of residential for the college. There's um, it's town. Expect normal kind of town stuff, I guess, for this one. I do believe the town is big enough to have um, a well-established police force, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe there's a morgue if thing takes a turn that way. But uh, I shrugs at this. Sorry, not too much we can throw your way on that topic. That's fine. I figured I'd ask just in case. Nah, understood. Well, I've got nothing else other than uh, we should probably either get some sleep or I don't know how much time we got. Actually, yeah, what time is it right now? Um, you got here around 11.45 p.m., so probably midnight, 1 a.m. by now. Okay, and we take off at 5 a.m., if I recall you saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Not take off, start driving. Start driving, okay. So I kind of look around and go, we got a 5 in the morning takeoff time. We should probably try to get some shut-eye. Yeah, I'm going to crash out. If that's the case, I'm going to get back to my hotel then. Understood. Just don't um, don't miss your departure time. It would be a, um, well, there's no way of getting you there if you're not on part of the convoy. So, uh, yeah, good hunting. Um, stay in touch. If you find anything or if the situation escalates, please let us know. Be safe out there, though, too. Um, just because we believe the weather's improving does not mean it's good by any measure yet if you follow well i will see you chaps at the meetup at five o'clock 
I'm going to grab one of the burner phones, pocket it, and point to Agent Snail. It's a snail, correct? Uh, yep. And then point and just look at the other agent, and it was Star. Correct. That's correct. Copy that. All right. Well, then, see you tomorrow. Or see you in a few hours, I guess, as I look at my watch. All right. So 7 a.m. rolls around as you arrive at the outskirts of La Fontaine. The ride there has been loud, bumpy, cold, slow, and long. Nearly every road on your way in has been blocked by felled trees, phone and power lines, and just, yeah, it's a mess. As you've been out and about, you've seen a few emergency vehicles and responders, but for the most part, the few people you've seen on your way in have been quite literally trying to chisel the ice off their cars as you've slowly made your way into town. And, yeah, and you've only seen a few major roadways or streets that have been cleared and properly salted to make them safe to traverse on. As you get closer, several radios confirm that the commercial and the university districts have been successfully had power restored, but the rest of the town, not so much. Northern LaFontaine, the oldest part of the city, is cut off from the rest of the area by an industrial belt of abandoned down warehouses that were literally caved in by the weather. There's also rail yards and factories out there that their status is unknown. Uh, the part that you were coming in from, the uh, Zora Neil Hurston Bridge remains a clogged, icy mess. That is the main entrance and exit from the town, the lifeline to the south, if you will. The majority of homes you have passed remain damaged and without power. And you keep getting reports of how cramped shelters are with people desperate for warmth and food. It is quite literally a frozen hell on earth you're driving through. And to make things even better, the National Guard have not been your biggest fans so far. Any kind of minor requests you may have made along the way have been met with not open hostility, but they're a little bit confused why the suits are there exactly. They're just there to do their damn jobs. Any reactions as you make your way into town? Uh, no, not really. At least on my end, no. Uh, not particularly, but Star is like looking out the window, surprised and like the the devastation. That's actually a good question. Like, have any of you seen something like this before? Like, ice storms, in their best instances, are brutal. This is an especially brutal one. Like, I really can't drive home enough that, like, regardless of the you know delta greenness of it all. Ice storms by themselves are bad. They just kind of wreck stuff as they come through and literally leave like a coating of ice on surfaces. Like I've heard some stories of people suffocating in homes that were basically sealed under like a sheet of ice and not realizing it at the time. Yeah, no. Dr. Mueller or Sanguine is just not having it. He's pissed. He's cold. And he is not, he can't believe like, shit like this is absolutely is actually happening repeatedly and it's understanding of like all right cool delta green it's some weird shit but this is a natural phenomenon that happens not just once absolutely not he's not he's he's no some parts of the um u.s get yearly ice storms if not multiple ones per year maybe not this bad but yeah this is a thing oh yeah well agent sanguine just looks aghast at that point, just kind of driving around, just looking, looking at stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm just also kind of taking it in because, like, I, my character is, is lives in an area that has snow, but not at this level or this extreme level of like an actual ice storm kind of thing. Like, so it, it is a little something to take in for sure. Uh, yeah, Star has a very similar reaction to the doctor that like he's never seen anything like this, so it's it's just surreal. So you arrive at the LaFontaine City Utilities Building. It's normal kind of government building, if you will. 
from the outside, you can tell it is just clogged inside with activity. Like you see kind of shadows and windows of people just moving about at breakneck speed. Truck slowly pulls to a stop kind of roughly in the curb area. Door opens up. One of the National Guardsmen gestures at you. Uh, this is your stop, I believe. We thank you for riding with us on this. I'll get the fuck out of my truck. Jesus Christ, just because you flunked out of the Air Force and ended up in National Guard doesn't mean you got a fucking backtalk FEMA, of, of all things. We're trying to work together. Just, just get out of here so we can go park and do the actual hard parts. Actual hard? By me. As uh, Dr. Mueller steps out. How icy is it? <laughs> this area is pretty well shoveled. Like, you don't have to worry about slipping. I mean, you always have to worry a little bit about slipping when it's cold out because the cement just gets slippery when it gets cold. But as far as weather conditions, you can walk about normally, probably. Uh, Star gets out and heads inside. Yeah, I just, uh, I give a quick nod to the guy who was super sassy with us and just uh, walk on out. As you enter the building, you are passed by a group of just exhausted-looking laborers. They're carrying various kind of cable devices, and they have hard hats and kind of gear on. Do any of you have an electrical skill background? Electrical? I don't. No. No. At best, then, you can guess they are probably the people putting the power back online for the rest of the city, but their exact position or function is kind of lost on you. There's receptionists kind of frantically trying to take calls as much as they can. It truly is chaos in here, and emerging from the chaos, there's a woman who's kind of slowly coming towards you. Slowly steps towards you. Um, Can I help you? Uh, if you're trying to get power back to your uh, home, uh, it's better if you call. We're working as fast as we can, kind of gestures at the group that's walked past you. Uh, the linemen have been working nonstop for literal days now. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I kind of extends a hand. Uh, Tanya Cambery, uh, what, what, um, what brings you in today? Wilhelm Dusseldorf, good to meet you. And I flash my badge real quick. We're part of FEMA Oversight. We're actually just making sure that you guys are work doing the best you can to uh, put power back on. Kind of actually lights up a little bit upon hearing FEMA. Oh, you're you're with the uh, FEMA group. Yes, um, we've been expecting you. Uh, apologies, we haven't quite. Kind of starts flipping papers on a clipboard she was holding. We haven't quite found a spot to uh, put you. Um, kind of looks you three up and down. I'm guessing you're with the um, the oversight committee. Yes. Kind of starts flipping pages. Uh, how badly do you need an office? <laughs> Well, it looks like you are quite busy. Do you have space to spare? Oh, um, that kind of like sucks in air through her mouth for a second. Um, I have an idea, actually. Uh, uh, yes, um, yes. I, I we'll, we'll put you in uh, Skip's temporary office. Um, a, a tree fell through his normal one, so we have some temporary. Uh, I'm kind of throwing her head some as she's kind of like fumbling for words. Uh, we have some temporary office trailers. Uh, set up. Um, Skip's been gone for a couple. Yeah, he, he he probably won't mind. Uh, yeah, no, no, no that, that that that's perfect. Um, if you'll follow me, we'll get you uh, set up in uh, some available space. Sorry, um, you said that this man by the name of Skip's office, but is he gonna? Does he not need to use it as well? Uh, Skip Mills. Uh, yes, he's our. Um, he's one of our site supervisors. Or he's the site supervisor for uh, kind of gestures around the utilities here. Um, he's been missing for just trying to rack her brain a little bit. Uh, maybe I saw him yesterday. He should be here right now, though. Um, he's been MIA for a day or so. Maybe he had a maybe he got sick or had a breakdown through part of this. Uh, it's hard to keep track of everything, but uh, he really should be here. But uh, his uh. Absence is your gain, I suppose. Um, uh, it's uh, anyone have a human int of thirty or more? I have a human int of sixty. All right. What else do people have? I have ten. Ten. 
If you two want to give me a roll at plus 20, let's see what happens. 27 out of 30 success. 30 out of modified 30 success. All right. So all three of you notice that Tanya is very uncomfortable talking about skip builds. Are you okay by chance? I know that you seem a little flustered because of all those hubbub and so the sort, but inhales and exhales. I were just so understaffed and I, I get it. Skip wasn't looking the healthiest when he was here a day or so. We was here last, but I not think it was like about three days ago now, I think. Yeah, he had those scratches. Maybe something happened to him. I, I don't know. It's I don't know. Something seemed off of him when I saw him last. It was uncomfortable being around him. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, well, I'm sorry for your, I mean, I'm sorry for this distress or anything else like that. I, I don't mean to sound insensitive, but uh, you said you saw him about a day or so and he wasn't seeming kind of well. No one else that he's in contact with has any, has had any kind of symptoms similar to his. Now that I think about it, it was, I think I last, I think I saw him was three days ago at this point. And um, she kind of like paused for a second and put his hand in front of her face. He had like scratches all over his face. I remember correctly. He was sweating and I, I don't know, like he just looked kind of sickly almost. And, and no one else has been experiencing the, these kinds of symptoms. I mean, you, you saw the lineman going out. We're all overworked to death right now. And, but no, th- this seemed kind of extra weird. I understood. Sorry. I just, especially if we're going to be sharing an office with, Mr. Mills, I just didn't want to seem as if it's like, oh, we are kind of working in a contagion field. I, I wouldn't be worried about that. No, I, no one else has exhibited any symptoms like that. I, I understand where you're coming from, FEMA and whatnot. No, it was more um, situations like this uh, take a toll on people, I guess. And uh, I, I don't know. He give me a persuade or a psychotherapy. You're all kind of part of this conversation. Whoever wants to be. I got a psychotherapy of 60, I believe. So. Could I opt in to use charisma for my persuasion? No, this is more kind of coaxing someone along in a uncomfortable set of thoughts, I guess. Okay, uh, I'll go ahead and roll up persuade. Yeah, can you, each of us roll? Yep. That's so stupid. 61% out of 60 failure. 88 fumble. 14 out of 50 success. I'm like staring out the window, not paying attention at all. <laughs> yeah. So as you're staring, kind of tiny, he was like that. Like he's like he's just staring really uncomfortably, and I, I, I don't know. Like I, just, I, I tried to drop off his mail and his lunch, and just like, I, I don't know what it was. Like, like it's like he wasn't all there, but also like, it was just so uncomfortable being around him. Uh, apologies. Yeah. I, I just keep staring out the window yeah she kind of like inhales just like a little hand gesture and collects herself if you'll follow me i'll take you to uh skip's temporary office i welcome to la fontaine um yes and seems to refuse to talk anymore after all that she walks very briskly kind of heels clacking very loud on the floor she is obviously uncomfortable with the situation all of a sudden Okay, I'll I'll just uh, I'll follow along because she's walking us yeah. over to the office space. Yeah, yeah, I will follow as well. Ditto. Yeah, so she takes you out of the building to a isolated kind of private trailer. You know what I'm talking about? The, the temporary office trailers. Uh, yeah, like portable classrooms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she kind of leads you up to one, goes up, unlocks the door, hands you a set of keys, and very briskly walks off, um, doesn't say goodbye or anything, just kind of immediately disengages from the situation. What do you do? Well, that is a, a very interesting set, like tertiary first impression. So that kind of explains why Skip was, um, we haven't talked to Skip in a minute. Can I just kind of run through my head, just a basic diagnostic of what it could be and whatnot? using kind of my uh, medical history. Give me a medicine check, yeah. Hell yeah. 28% out of 60 success. 
I mean, it could be a variety of things. These symptoms are too vague to know. Like, it's quite possible he suffered, like, you mentioned kind of scars on his face. Maybe there was like a head injury or something that caused him to kind of be zoning out or something. Like, at the same time, high stress, people act weird. Like, he may have just fallen and injured himself some. It's without kind of seeing him in person and actually getting to actually diagnose him and examine him, the chance of you wanting to guess at it are pretty low. Like, at the same time, you're willing to bet it's not something that's like, He's not exhibiting such exotic conditions that you'd be too worried about utilizing his space. Well, I can say it's not rabies, at least. Though, the whole scratches and the staring off the distance is still a little suspect, in my opinion. I don't know. I always somehow end up going to rabies. It's just a weird fascination. Either way, are we inside his office? Not yet. You're still outside. The moment I step in, I'm going to start snooping around just to see if I can get a better handle on who this man is. He is our friendly contact, correct? Yes, that's the name you were given earlier. Yeah. Ditto, I'll do the same. Yep, same. You go in the office? Let's go in the office. Yeah, so you swing the door in the office open, revealing a cheesy 70s wood grain interior and a kind of weird smell wafts out at you not like biohazard weird or unnaturally weird just kind of that unfortunate it's been out in the cold and the wet and it's a shitty trailer office smell kind of thing what do you do i start snooping ideally i would like to find out what his license plate is to see if he has a parking permit or whatever the heck or- all right so you're gonna kind of go in and start looking around the room Oh, yeah. What's the room look like? I mean, I guess first and foremost. It's just a normal kind of temporary office. Skip's temporary office is pretty bare bones. It's um, a computer, a desk, filing cabinets and paperwork kind of strewn about. Nothing too impressive. Again, it's a temporary office type of thing. It's there because, as was mentioned, a tree fell through Skip's normal office. A couple chairs, probably. I'll assist in the snooping. All right. So you're going to kind of do a preliminary searching of the room? Yes. You said there was a smell? Just a faint one. Is it like my elementary school experience was the fact that all the portables smelled a very specific smell. So I would imagine it's like the same kind of smell, but I would also keep that in the back burner of just like maybe the smell is coming from somewhere and I would like to see. That seems like a safe bet. Yeah, it's probably just kind of that general whatever going on. All right, so you're going to kind of just search the office real quick? hmm Everyone give me a search. 81% failure. 90% failure. 64 out of 50 failure. So you don't find anything initially, but I kind of after like, it's not a lot of space. Like it's kind of embarrassing that it takes this long to kind of just get an initial kind of cleaning of the space. But you start to kind of piece together a bit of a weird picture. Something feels off. And the weirdest thing you find, kind of just on an initial cursory kind of just searching of the room, is there is a faint whitish something, a splatter or something like that, kind of crusted on the underside of the desk. Oh, gross. No. I, oh, that's unfortunate. Does anyone else see this? And I kind of pull the chair out and point at the uh, white crust underneath the skip's desk. I look for a second and I'm like, I, Really hope that's not what I think it is. You know, that explains why um, his coworker was very uncomfortable talk. No, actually, I would imagine that's more so the fact that he's he was experiencing rabies like symptoms. But man, I kind of don't. Yeah. Did anyone look through his computer? I kind of don't want to look through his computer. Uh, I'll I'll do it. OK, cool. Um, Is there is there a Clorox wipe? somewhere now because i'm just disgusted dog i i know that this is gonna sound awful and all that but if that's maybe not what you think it is maybe you should test it 
With what? I don't know. You're the doctor, not me. Well, I, without a ferret, without like a specific other kit, I can I can give it a smell test or a taste test, and I'm not about. I I don't suggest either of those things. <laughs> My character for a moment gagged, at, like just at the gag motion at the at the, when I heard taste test. All right. Well, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna just step outside and keep a look at because I'm not gonna be a real good help this computer stuff just make sure no one interrupts you oh i understand but just uh do we have does he have gloves does anybody have gloves uh i i don't <laughs> i mean no but if you can find a i mean there gotta be a med kit in here somewhere well did we find like a, a first aid kit by chance yeah it's probably a first aid kit in there yeah you can get some gloves out of okay cool i'm going to grab some gloves and i'm going to check the the mysterious mysterious stain i have yeah i guess i i'm just gonna check the mysterious stain what exactly is this mysterious stain if i as best as i can do how are you doing that like with a like with a black light or something like that like what, what are you doing to test this okay so i don't expect us to just suddenly have access to a black light they make black light flashlights it's the year 2020 that's that's technology like you could have just slipped in a backpack or something okay Cool, cool, cool. I guess yeah. Uh, I turn off the lights and then I flash over with my uh, black light over the mystery stain. Is it reactive? All right. So snail, you're in the office. Sanguine, you're in the office. Star, you are now outside the office. Correct. I am. So turning off the lights and flashing the black light around reveals maybe more than you wanted to know. Snail, Sanguine, give me sand checks. Oh, fuck. I'm not happy with you, Charlie. <laughs> I'm not happy with you right now. 73% failure. 12 out of 75 success! You passed, no sand damage. If you failed, one point of sand damage. As you realize that, yeah, that stain is probably semen. But scanning the flashlight around the room reveals that there are multiple other splatters around the room. One might call them almost violent in their kind of trajectory. So, upon seeing what's revealed, I just look around and go, I'm like, I will be right back. And I walk outside, and I'm assuming there's also on the floor. Yeah, it's it's not just the desk. Is it the ceiling? Not to be too graphic, but like the desk is just where the most of it is. There's a awful lot of it on the other side of the desk. It is around the room in a variety of horrible ways. Ceiling, walls, like oh god. A bit okay. of a splatter Jackson Pollock type of situation. All right. Very first two rows of a Gallagher show kind of explosion. Not quite that ridiculous, but it's not like Quentin Tarantino. No, but on that same vein, give me a medicine check or an intelligence check, actually. Good fucking lord. Okay. Oh, God. 91% out of 60% failure. Do I do intelligence or? Yeah, you can do intelligence if you want. Okay. 70 out of 55 failure. You're not quite piecing it together, but there's something about the quantity of this that's upsetting there's something obviously wrong going on here like this is not normal obviously copious ejaculate hold up how long has he had this office not that long oh my god okay i'm like i don't know but i will be right back and i'm like tippy-toeing around to avoid any of it that's revealed on the ground like uh, and i'm like walking towards to go outside for a second I will follow you and I'm going to step outside and I'm just going to pocket my UV flashlight, take off my gloves and just scrub my hands with the snow that's outside. Sure. Real quick. Just because we were literally just rifling through everything before doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same.
On behalf of all of us at Negative Modifier, thank you for listening, and we do hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to support the show, please consider rating or reviewing us on your platform of choice or supporting the show over on our Patreon. In addition to that, if you would like to chat about episodes or with the cast in general, please consider joining our Discord server. Links to all of this and more can be found below in the show notes. 